Let's welcome everybody out today to uh, episode 55 of Utah in the Weeds. My name is Chris Hollifield. And I'm Tim Pickett, a medical provider in the cannabis space, somewhat of a medical ex- expert, so to speak, I guess, Chris. And uh, excited for today's interview with Illiquity. I love that name. This is a great one. This is actually kind of a uh, an older friend of mine, somebody I've met over the years uh, through podcasting. So it was nice to bring her on the podcast and find out her story of uh, using cannabis from everything from some of her PTSD issues to sleeping at night. And it was just yeah. a fun, fun story to, to share on the podcast here. Yeah, I think it's interesting when you are friends with somebody and communicate with somebody for years, really. And then you find out, oh, wow, they're they're involved in cannabis, in medical cannabis, like I am, or as a patient or something. It's it's out there. People are using it. They're finding that it's helping them. And, you know, her story is, is really good. And we talk a lot about kind of lower dosing, edibles, oral, oral methods, not a ton of like smoking flour and dab rigs. And so this is a good conversation for people to listen to who you know, are just interested in this experience from a normal person's perspective, right? Yeah, just like everyday use. So you don't have to get completely, you know, a lot of times people think, oh, I got to get, you know, completely stoned out of my mind, you know, with cannabis. And it's like, no, you can take very low doses here and it can help you sleep at night. It can help you deal with some of your stuff going on during the day. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, so yesterday, also, I wanted to mention we were at the 420 event with uh, the CannaFest at Dragonfly. That was super fun. Oh, man, I was excited just because, I mean, A, we can have a 420 festival here in Utah. I mean, who would have thought, right? And then just to, you know, be out and about. I mean, I haven't gotten out and about a lot over the last year, so it was nice to kind of get out and network a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited for the events coming up. We talked to a bunch of different people about events that we can we can go out back into the world, <laughs> right? The world is opening up, Tim. Yep. So this is a good interview. The I guess the only other housekeeping item, Chris, is just to remind everybody, uh, starting in May, Utah Therapeutic Health Center will have a clinic open in Provo in the same building as the Deseret Wellness uh, Pharmacy down there on Draper that's the street name, but it is in Provo. Uh, so, you know, check us out on utahmarijuana.org slash podcast with all of the podcasts. I know I checked this morning. Um, they're all up and uh, this one will be there too. Didn't we put up some of the videos on uh, YouTube as well? Can people go check those out? Oh, yeah. So there's a an entire listing of all the podcasts on YouTube you go to Discover Marijuana. That's the channel. The channel, again, Discover Marijuana on YouTube. There's all of the podcast episodes are there and some video. We're going to start doing some more video stuff with the podcast. So it'll all be there. There's also a ton of other videos there if you want to check them out. A lot of educational content about cannabis. It's a good place to get info. Yeah, so go there, subscribe there as well. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast in whatever podcast app you listen to podcasts in. And uh, let's get into that conversation with the liquidy, Tim. Here we go. Let's talk about cannabis. I want to start, yeah. I want to dig deep with you here, liquidy. I want to find out like, when's the first time you ever used cannabis? Can we, we, can we yeah. go there? Yeah, oh, absolutely. We? Well, the funny thing is, is that like in high school, many, 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 many years ago for me, I 
was a what you would call mall rat. I was like a headbanger, heavy metal, like, and we would just go to the mall on the weekend, me and like 15 of my closest friends and just hang out at the mall. And then we usually end up at someone's house and we and people would be smoking pot. And actually, it was so funny because when I was a teenager, I never smoked pot. I was just like, I was around people who did it and I didn't care. But like, I was never into it, like smoking weed when I was a teenager. And I never and I never did it in college either. And then when I married my first husband, um, we started going to these like, it was just adult parties. And and then that's actually when I started smoking pot when I was in my 30s. So Really? Yeah. Wow. So you were, you were, you were kind of later? <laughs> like these uh, adult parties. Or well, I mean, not like a, a, I guess it depends on your definition of adult. Yeah. <laughs> adult parties is in there. It's parties with no kids there. Okay. Yeah. okay. It wasn't okay. like an adult that's, like swinger party. I, okay. right. Not that that's one. That's what I imagine. Is, is like grown up people having a, having a reasonably good time. Yeah. And there's cannabis at the party. Yeah. And yeah. And it was just, yeah. And and everybody was like adults, adults, like nobody was the teenager there. And so it was just more of like, we were like sitting around the campfire making s'mores. And then my friend Suze, who we have her parties in her backyard in Florida, and she had this amazing backyard that backed up right up against the lake. And so she, on her back porch, she would have a band and then we just sit there and just pass a joint and just, you know, have a good time to eat. And just enjoy like our private little party with our friends. It was fun. And then we have drum circle and all sorts of cool stuff. Well, then the party gets really exciting. Well, with the right? music, like, yeah. With the music and the, and the vibe, right? The whole, everybody is a little bit more relaxed. Mm-hmm. Conversations gets, gets good. Did you have a good experience your first time? I know a lot of people ha- didn't have a good experience their first couple oh, of times. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever had a bad experience really? with marijuana. Yeah. I never, never, ever have. Like, I, I always, it's so funny because most of the times, most of my experiences with cannabis and smoking, like before it was legal in Utah, were just like my friends had it and uh, and they offered it to me. So, like, most of my cannabis use, I have not even purchased in my life. Like, it's mostly been free cannabis from friends, which is perfectly fine. And it's so funny because I'll start talking to people and they're like hey do you smoke and i'm like well not on a regular basis but sure if you have one like let's get get, like i don't know two months ago we took a road trip oh my gosh i can't remember where we took a road trip to anyway we walked to a springs and we were hiking back and these two women that were at the springs we were hiking back just together like we didn't know them and we just started up a conversation and she's like hey you want to do like do you want to hit and i'm like sure so it's like for me it's not like a like a thing i really would seek out seek out but like if, if the opportunity arises and I'm not driving anywhere and I can be responsible, then I'm like, I'm like, sure, why not? It's amazing how, uh, how marijuana will bring people together. I mean, it, yeah. like, it brings, it's like, it's, it's like, like you, can, you can be completely opposites, but they're that one thing. All of a sudden you have a best friend. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's weird how it works out that way. Cause I, I mean, I've been in similar situations where you run into somebody on like a hiking trail or you're just, you know, you're, you're out and about camp, whatever, you or know, a concert, a, a concert exactly. Like that, right? And all of a sudden, and you're just like, I mean, by the end of the night, you got phone numbers, you're hanging, you know what I mean? You're, yeah, you've, you've learned about their history. Yeah. You're following you're, them on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> So fast forward a little bit to medical mm-hmm. to how long ago did you get your medical card? Cause you got your medical card, right? Yes. Yeah. I have my medical card. I got it about two months ago now and I'm actually coming up on my 90 day thing. So I need to, I need to get an appointment. We, to we renew. sent you an email uh-huh. and, a, you, and a text. You probably have. And I, ha- I have like 700 emails in my inbox right now, but, um, but yeah, so I, so there were several things that led me to get a medical marijuana card. One was that, um, I have celiac disease. And so celiac, if you, you know, familiar with it it's you can't eat gluten but it's not just not eating gluten like you get joint pain you get 
you get horribly ill if you do eat gluten for like days and days and days and then it compounds on each other. So like if you accidentally get gluten like twice in the same month, it's not like it goes away and then it resets back to zero. It's cumulative. So like, and it's not just gluten for me. It's like corn bothers my joints and um, a few other different things like nightshade plants. And I'm a writer for a living. So it really sucks when I have to type all day and my hands hurt really bad. And I've been dealing with chronic pain for a while. I used to have fibromyalgia. And then also more recently, um, I found out that I was a victim of sexual abuse as a child because my it's like you're when your mind just suppresses it and you don't know for the longest time like I always had a feeling like my mom like I was always very wary of my mom and I never knew why until like I started having these like memories come back and I was sexually abused by my mother and um when I started having these memories came back I had night terrors I would just like sit and shake for like an hour it was it was really bad and so I've been going to like psychologist and then I also have a somatic killer that I'm using right now but but the other part of having all that stuff come back is like even though I'm processing and going through all that the bad negative memories and things that are associated with that you you have a ton of anxiety like just daily during the day and then certain things trigger you and you don't know why and then the other really bad part of that is like I just basically wouldn't sleep at night. So I would literally go to bed at 10 30, 11 o'clock. And if I was lucky, I would sleep until two in the morning. And if I was really lucky, I'd sleep until three 30. Sometimes I would go to bed at 10 30 and wake up at midnight and like be awake for four or five hours and then go back to bed at five and then wake up at having to wake up at seven. And so that chronic loss of sleep was really, really, really wearing on me. And it's literally been three years since I probably got any decent sleep. And so one of my girlfriends was telling me that um, she also has anxiety and a couple other different things too. And that she had got her medical cannabis card and she's like, liquid, you got to try this. She's like, it's amazing. She's like, I sleep like a baby. I feel so much better during the day. And I'm not like a big drug use person. I was taking one type of sleep medication and I tried like two or three others, but like nothing really would work because I would take it and then I wake up in the morning and I feel really like, like I was drinking all night and but I wasn't drinking all night and having that much fun, so it kind of sucked. <laughs> it's like you had a hangover, but you didn't know why. You're like, why do I, why, why do I feel yeah, this way? Yeah, I'm like, if I'm going to feel this way, I need to go out and party and have fun. But the party and have fun was missing, so I didn't really want to feel that way in the morning. And so anyway, and the sleep medication really doesn't do make you really sleep. It just drugs you to sleep, and you don't get any good quality sleep. And so she was telling me about her medical card, and then she had suggested the Utah Therapeutic Center. And she's like, this is where I got my card. These people were great. And so I'm like, all right, let me, let me try it out. What the heck? because I was like literally at the end of my rope, like I didn't know what else to do. And so, um, cause I had tried like everything. I used to have a health food store. So I'm really knowledgeable in supplements and herbs and everything. And so I called you guys up and I went to the Salt Lake office and I went in and saw, I can't remember the guy's name that I had, but anywho, it was really great because I went in, they talked to me and then it's an application process. So just because you go, doesn't mean you get approved, but I had tried like so many other different things to control like my chronic pain, my sleeplessness, like the anxiety and nothing was really working. And so um, I got my cannabis card approved and I went and the great thing about it is um, at Desert, I know all the pharmacies, all the pharmacies have pharmacists on staff, but I went to the pharmacist at Deseret and it was really great because I didn't like I knew this whole like medical clinical process. And so I didn't know like what strains to use or how much to use. And it was really great to go in and ask the pharmacist like all these questions. And I told her, I'm like, look, my number one thing is I need to sleep. Like I'm not getting any sleep right now. Like what do you recommend? And so she recommended something. And I think I had like 
and now that the Park City one is open, because I'm in Park City, that's great, because um, actually Karen Carista, who I, is the pharmacist there, I know her personally, because she used to work at Alpine Apothecary, and so she knows my medical history too, which is really great. So um, we have now dialed it down to, I got exactly what I need, and I had actually got five nights of sleep like in a row and that's the first time I've done that in like four years and that's only because I've had the medical cannabis and it's been I can't tell you how life-changing that is to go from getting like 13 hours of sleep a week to like <laughs> 13 a day right? yeah to like, <laughs> yeah, to like 60 hours a week it's just yeah I feel like a whole new person no I hear you especially when you're dealing with some of like the autoimmune stuff that you deal with when you're not getting the sleep that you need your body can heal yeah I, mean, I know that firsthand myself you know, when I, when I wasn't getting sleep at night either, it was just like, I was a wreck. I wasn't functioning during the day. It was tearing down my immune system, everything. Headaches. Yeah. And the other thing that's really great about it too, is like when I take, when I take the dragonfly gelatin cubes at night to sleep, it also helps with like, with like anxiety during it. So if I do wake up at night when I'm sleeping, I don't feel really anxious and I don't have a lot of the bad nightmares that I used to have as well. And so that's really helpful too, because then when I wake up in the morning, I feel more relaxed. and I feel like I got way better quality sleep than if I don't take it. What's the dose you take? I take a 10 milligram take of the dragonfly milligram. gelatin yep. at night. Yeah. So I, cause the cubes are in 20. So I just diagonal cut it in half. Did you, were you surprised that you dreamed less? I had heard that from other people. And so since I, I haven't had night terrors in a while, which is completely different from just regular like nightmares. If you haven't had night terrors, be very glad that you haven't because they're extremely scary. But I'm always like when I go into things because I know everybody is so different. And especially with like the PTSD I have from childhood trauma and everything, PTSD literally physically rewires your brain. So I wasn't sure what kind of reaction I would have because my brain rewiring is going to be different than somebody else's brain rewiring from PTSD. So... Yeah. It's one of the most, we, we talked about that. It, you know, yeah. it's one of the, it's one of the most common things that people report is less dreams with cannabis and it, it helps people sleep. That's another, like it's golden. Yeah. But it tends to help people at certain doses. And like you say, you, you find this 10 milligrams kind of works out, which seems to be a really great spot for sleep because you don't get a ton of that psychoactivity yet. Your brain's not trying to paint a picture <laughs> right. And I like it too, because not only do I get like better quality sleep, I feel much more refreshed when I wake up in the morning. And I don't feel like, because like before, if I would sleep and I'd have a, a nightmare, or even if I didn't know if I had a nightmare or like my brain's processing something, then I would still have that like kind of like anxiety buzz in the morning. And I don't get that anymore, which is really great. So like I wake up in the morning and I feel happy instead of like waking up in the morning and trying to roll out of bed because I feel exhausted because I'm so anxious already. And, and it's first thing in the morning, which is like not the good way to start your day. <laughs> so you said you're... um you got to go to Desiree Wellness out in uh, Park City. Is that yeah. is that where? How is the, I haven't been out there yet. How is the pharmacy out there? It's is it, awesome. Is it pretty? Good? I love it. Yeah, it looks just like the one in Bountiful because the first time I went, the Park City one wasn't open yet, so I went out to the one in Bountiful. Provo. And, um, Provo. Yes. Provo. You're right. Provo. Yeah. Yep. It's just basically it looks exactly the same, except it's a little bit smaller. It's a really nice. Um, it's a it's a pretty good location. Although yeah. it's in the basement. It's still a pretty good location. It's in the basement. Right? Yeah, it is. It's in the basement, but it is. Uh, Got to knock on the door nice. three times and yep. say a password. Tell them the, the frog, the purple frog. <laughs> yep. No, it actually isn't a great location because it's right. It's like in between um, New Park. Uh, if you know, if you know Park City anyway, it's in between the newer area of uh, Park City and the historic area of Park City. So it's actually it's actually right next door to my favorite clothing shop, which is kind of dangerous for me. But yeah, no, it's in a great location, and I love the fact that you can go in and. 
always talk to the pharmacist no matter what, because I went in and when I had to change my dosage, I talked to Karen and um, it's nice that you have somebody there that knows like what, like they can direct you in a direction. So you're not just like wildly guessing because even though um, you do have to, there is always some guesswork. I mean, even if you go to a medical doctor, right, and you get a prescription, there's always guesswork because they never know how that prescription is going to interact in your body. But I love that I can go and get information from a knowledgeable pharmacist. And Karen isn't only knowledgeable about cannabis. She's also extremely knowledgeable about a lot of different supplements and how they interact and also um, a lot of prescription because she's a regular pharmacist as well. And one of the things that she told me I was doing wrong, I didn't realize I was taking 5-HTP at night. And she said that can wake you up. So I had to switch that to the morning. And so that was probably part of why I wasn't sleeping too good either. But yeah, it's been great. And I'm so glad that I'm getting sleep. <laughs> Interesting. 5-HTP will wake you up often. Yes. Interesting. I, years ago, I took that stuff. I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know, I didn't know that either because I was taking it at night. <laughs> How's the GI stuff? Is Do you feel like that's better? Yeah, I do. De- I do definitely notice I'm getting the munchies a little bit more. But um, but yeah, I don't. I notice that my digestive system because when you have any autoimmune disease, but especially with celiac disease, like little things can really set you off, and sometimes you don't even know what it is. And I'm really careful with my diet. But yeah, I even notice like my stomach definitely doesn't like bother me hardly at all anymore. That's pretty interesting. The like we were talking earlier, Chris, about the histamine release and yeah. the depression of histamine release with cannabis use. And with autoimmune um, disorders and the GI system, and it, it just, gosh, it has so many uses. Yeah. 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 Actually, one of the things I wanted to, I was really glad that they had at the Park City location, which they may have it at Provo now, but there's one strain, it's called limonene. It's L-I-M-O-N-E-N-E. Oh, terpene. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Terpene. And, uh-huh. um, and that's actually the two main functions of that one is the anti-inflammatory and the antidepressant, because one of the things that you also get with celiacs or any autoimmune, because gut any kind of gut disorder can cause like depression. And if you have, if you have a mental illness, it'll make it worse. Like it won't necessarily be the cause of your mental illness, but if you have gut imbalances or problems with your gut, it can make all this stuff worse. And my depression has been really, really, really bad, like the past three or four months. But then I started taking the limonene during the day and I definitely notice a difference. Like it definitely uplifts my mood and helps me like get out of that depressed depression fog. Hmm. It's good to know. It is like, it's, it's the side effects of the side effects of cannabis are helping other conditions than what you are normally using it for. So yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't give you that stoned feeling probably either, right? I do. I do I'm do. i only taking like two drops, two or three drops of limonene. Mm. I, I do get a little bit tired like when it first kicks in. But, but very microdosed of it. Yeah. yeah but it's yeah. not like, it's not like I just drink a cup of tea and I'm fine. Like it's sure. not like I'm like wanting to go to bed or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, so you're kind of microdosing during the day and then and then using a therapeutic dose at night. Mm-hmm. Like you're the, you're the perfect patient. Right? <laughs> you listen to the, you listen to the providers, you talk to the pharmacist, you're into the, the discussion about what to try, how to try it. You know, you're using it really as, as it's supposed to be used as far as the Utah system goes. Mm-hmm. And yet you, you're, uh, you've allowed yourself to have these social experiences where it's adult use too, right? Which is, reasonably safe we have a lot of states around us we're right. surrounded by them yeah um that allow that this is like the it's the ideal situation mm-hmm. uh, of what we want to see now i don't know how much um you hear illiquidy but i'm curious was there any pushback in park city it seems like park city is a pretty liberal city they, they were probably pretty excited to get a pharmacy in there 
a dispensary, you know. I was just kind of curious what the what the community was like. Well, I don't know about anybody else. I was really excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually, because of COVID, I haven't been out and about too much lately. Sure. Um, I haven't I haven't heard anybody say anything negative about it. But again, I haven't been talking sure. to a lot of people like in Park City. Actually, a lot of my a lot of my content clients are outside of Park City. Amazingly enough, but. Um, but yeah, no, I was super excited when I found out that they were coming to Park City. I'm like, yes, no, I don't have to drive to Provo, which I would have still driven to Provo anyway to get my stuff. But <laughs> who was it that we were talking to, or, or maybe it wasn't with you, Tim? Somebody was telling me that Summit County had the highest voter turnout for Prop Two or something like that. Yeah, so that many, doesn't they surprise had, me. They Somebody... had the highest voter turnout, and they have one of the lowest county counts yeah. for, for medical cards currently. Yeah. Which so that, that's, is, that's was interesting. Why, that's why they're I was like, curious. Welcome like, to Park City. Yeah. No, that's, <laughs> they can't figure it out. They, they want to vote. They want, they vote to legalize it, but then they won't yeah. get a card. I mean, that's, that's what I was curious about. Cause they seem like a pretty liberal oh, place. That's the only reason why I moved to Utah. If there wasn't Park City or Sugar House available, I probably would never <laughs> move to Utah because I'm a Philly girl. So I'm definitely not on the conservative side for sure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it's funny because I think, I think I know a lot of people, a lot of people my age in Park City have little, little kids. I don't have little kids. I have a 21 year old. Well, we it's two 21 year olds and two 25 year olds, but our 25 year olds are like out, out of the house. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing this is just off the top of my head that people like wanted to have access to it, but then not everybody's going to use it. Like one of the big things in, in Park City is there's a lot of teenagers and kids who are in, like my son is in the Olympics, like not the Olympic sports, the winter sports. And so if you're in the winter sports and you're on the team, like you can't, there's no way you can do cannabis. I don't even think medically. Yeah. Cause they do drug testing all the time on the kids. And so you can't use it. Um, and I don't know because now it's legal. So I don't know if they would let them or not, but yeah, that's kind of weird. Like I would, I would, I would expect some county to vote yes for prop two, but I'm surprised that not that many people got cards. Well, our only thought was just because they haven't had any place to purchase out there. Maybe they because yeah. they didn't want to drive into Salt Lake was my only thought. That's kind of my thought too. That that or you know maybe they're just all using it. They don't need a card. But but yet <laughs> you know they're, they're they're using it and they're like oh it's a good they're I mean because like, oh, like me great. I mean I'm, you know if I, I need yeah, to go down there I I'll get a card so I can go buy more. Yeah. I don't know. That's uh, there's different counties have different personalities certainly. Yeah. And oh, that's funny. Summit was- County. You know, they're they're in their own world. And maybe not yeah. a lot of people know that it's there because while the dispensary is in a really great location or the pharmacy, it's not easy to it's not easy to see. Do we do we know the ad I mean you probably don't know the address that's in Kimball Junction. It's, Kimble yeah, Junction. it's right on um just for people I'm no, it's all good. I mean we could <laughs> we can even we can even add it later, it's, but I was yeah, just it's, curious. It's know? if you know where um Okay, so if you're going down, I think it's like it's it's near the intersection of 224 and 248 in Park City. So if you're going down, like you're driving into historic Park City, but then you make a left at the intersection of 224 and 248, like you're going towards Park City High School. So it's going to be before you get to Park City High School on the right. And it's in a little shopping center with like whimsy clothing. And then there's a lighting store in there. It's, it's literally like two, a minute and a half from the recycling center in Park City. I have it pull, yeah. pulled up here. The address is 1351 Kearns Boulevard, mm-hmm. Suite 110-B, Park City. They're numbered 435-252-1052. Because that's one thing I want to do better, Tim, is connecting patients with these places. Because I'm surprised how many people don't even know about all these places yet or even know how to get connected. Uh, the only place that I've seen is if you get your hands on a copy of that Faces magazine that Salt Lake City put together, they have all of them in the back. Yep, they I have all the that. dispensaries, and they have a bunch of listings of QMPs from the 
uh, the Utah Patients Coalition, but they have all of the dispensaries. We also have a dispensary page on our website, utahmarijuana.org. That's good to know. And I think it's utahmarijuana.org slash dispensary. Okay. And then we have them all listed, all their addresses, links to their sites where they where you can go and register. But it's important to kind of keep up on this because there's there's going to be a new one in Springville, right? There's going to be a new one in Payson. New uh, one in West Jordan. Up. West Jordan, yes. Uh, south, 103rd South yeah. is going to open. St. George will open. And so keeping up on where these are going to be, there might be one close, much closer yeah. to your house. Um, then you realize, right? Yeah. And the other thing too, is you can come out like if you, like I know a lot of people like to come out to Park City to like do stuff because there's lots of fun stuff to do in Park City and you can just like come out hit the dispensary and like go to lunch and like go skiing or whatever. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> make right, a day right. of it. Right Grab some gelatinous cubes <laughs> exactly. and then go hit the slopes <laughs> right? with your buddy. Right? Chat with Karen for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to, Karen. Yeah. And the great thing is, is like Sunday, they're complete, almost completely empty because not a lot of people know that that pharmacy is open on Sunday because the other ones aren't. And I think, I think Park City is the only pharmacy pharmacy that I know of that's open on Sunday. Hmm. That's yeah, good that's pretty good to know too. Yeah. So yeah, so definitely yeah, like up some lunch and cannabis there. on Sunday. <laughs> Have you run into any problems? One thing we noticed chatting with people here at Liquidy is, you know, availability. I mean, you're pretty low I would consider you a low uh, tolerance, like you have a very, very low tolerance. So you don't need to consume very much. Mm -hmm. Have you run into any availability problems, like being out of stock of anything that you are used to purchasing? No, the only thing that I wanted to try the limonene for my depression the first time I came in and they didn't have it in the Provo. Mm. But other than that, I haven't experienced it because they were saying, oh, you can get like two ounces per day or something like that. <laughs> and I got two ounces and I was like, whoa, there's no way I'm going to use this much in a day. But I know it's like everybody's different, right? And so like my daughter, my daughter who's 21, she like, she has this weird thing where she has very, very high tolerance to any kind of medication. Like, yeah. like you can, like they were trying to put her to sleep to do hand surgery and they had to use like four times the normal amount of anest anesthetizing drugs to get her under and so like for her she could probably try like two ounces in like an hour and it wouldn't affect her and for me it would, i would be dead asleep <sighs> yeah 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 everybody's so different yeah have you tried any so are you using all oral all stuff you can take by mouth yeah so i'm using the limiting drops in the morning oh and i'm also at night when i take the um dragon dragonfly fruit whatever it is yeah, the little cubes the, yeah. the cubes yeah um i also take it with 25 milligrams of cbd because i because it can make me like a little bit anxious a little bit sometimes and so if i take it with the 25 milligrams of 25 milliliters excuse me of cbd then it helps it, that really works really well um I'm sorry. What was yeah, your you're blending again? them. No, you're blending them together. Mm -hmm. And I was asking whether or not you've experimented with any inhalate in inhaled methods, but you don't need to. Right. You I know, actually, if you plan it out. Yeah, I actually was thinking about doing vaping, but I know vaping causes you can get like medical particles in your lungs and and different things like that. And with my autoimmune condition, I'm just like I just don't want a chance. What what having, what medical metal metal particles? What? Well, you get some. I mean, there are, there are going to be things in your lungs that you didn't want in there, mm -hmm. right? I guess anytime you inhale, line, yeah. anytime yeah. you inhale a product and it's atomized and it's heated up by a metal coil in a little battery, you're probably going to get chemicals and, and particles right. that you didn't expect. Are they safe for most people? Yes. Are they safe for everybody? I guess we, I would say we don't know. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing is like, I know like weird things set off my system. So I'm like, I'd rather just go the safe route and be smart with it and then try to do something new that I haven't tried yet. And, and so if it works, it works. The, the drops are long acting, right? Mm -hmm. like, you don't have to take them all the time. 
Right. Yeah. And actually, oh, the other thing I take, I completely forgot, is the Boosham spray. So I take the Boosham spray. I take the- The cute, little white one. And yep. It, it, yep. Yeah, and you I spray take, it in your mouth. It's like 2.5 milligrams per spray. Yes. Perfect dose. Yeah. It's awesome because I take the, the cubes like two hours before I go to bed. And then I do the Boosham, two sprays of the Boosham spray a half an hour before I go to bed. So that gets me to sleep. And then the uh, cubes keep me asleep. I mean, it's for like anybody perfect. listening out here, let's like break this down. Okay, here is a patient with some anxiety, some sleep sleep disorder, some right? PTSD. Some PTSD. You've got a GI issue. You've got some chronic pain. You've, you're taking a tincture, 10 milligrams at night therapeutic dose of THC with 25 milligrams of CBD. So you're getting at least two to one ratio, perfect ratio to decrease the anxiety. That's like what everybody teaches. Like this is science. And you sleep better. With no anxiety, you wake up refreshed. During the day, you microdose, which stimulates the endocannabinoid system to heal yourself. The terpene you're using, limonene, in that tincture is perfect for like a blue mood and increasing your mood. Helps you with a little bit of, uh, helps you with that almost motivation, kind of. I mean, this is ideal. This is how the plant is. On the science side, this is how the plant is supposed to be used from the from the strictly medical side. Like, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. And I, I'm just excited that people are doing it. Is is it common to use? Like, I know you're really involved in the celiac community, gluten-free community. Is that is, is marijuana cannabis pretty common to use in that? Or do you probably, there's probably not a lot of talk, huh? I actually... I actually haven't heard of a lot of other people using it for celiac disease, although I've become quite a cannabis pusher since I've started using yeah. it. Because like, it, I just, I, it, it's amazing how well it makes you feel without having a lot of really bad side effects. Because for me, I'm really like, I'm pretty, I'm sensitive to caffeine. I'm sensitive to yeah. like, medications and chemicals. So I'm really careful about what I do just because I don't want to overdo it and just like crash during the day. But I love the fact that I can take it and I don't have like a lot of horrible side effects, but that I still feel really good. And so I haven't ha heard a lot of people from the celiac community taking it for celiac disease, although the limonene is definitely something if you have an autoimmune disease and you can try it, I would definitely recommend trying it because it's made a huge difference for me. But another thing that I take too, which is also an anti-inflammatory, is called naltrexone and it's a compounded anti-inflammatory that is good for any kind of autoimmune condition. And I'm, I'm, I may be able to get off of that with the cannabis, but because um, the one person I saw at the clinic in Salt Lake, she had gotten off of her naltrexone because she had chronic pain with cannabis. And so I, I do notice like I don't have to take it every day where before I used to have to take it every day. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like if I start using the cannabis, like the longer I use it and the more it's in my system that I won't be able to, I won't have to take the naltrexone in addition to the cannabis. We're de-prescribing, Chris. <laughs> this is what we're doing. We're de-prescribing. De <laughs> this huge. Yeah. The, this is like, this is going to be the movement that is, is next. And cannabis is really just a tool for the movement, but we're, it's a gateway drug off, right? It's an exit drug and we're using it to de-prescribe other medications that people are using that aren't there. They might be helping them, but they're giving them bad side effects Yeah, and long-term well, side effects. 
Yeah, the, the naltrexone actually doesn't give me a lot of bad side effects, but I feel like the less things I can take, the better. And um, and one of the things that you have to with the, any autoimmune thing is like your it's like it's kind of like your immune system is always running on a treadmill, right? So like the, the more it's inflamed, the more it stays inflamed, and then it's always on that your immune system's on that fight or flight, and so it takes a long time to get your immune system like back down the quote unquote normal levels. And so my immune system's always inflamed. So I know like I'm not going to get off naltrexone next week. I may get off of it in three or four months, but um, if I can get off of it and just take the cannabis, that would be ideal. What about your, do your family and friends, are they pretty supportive? Yeah, so actually. It, yeah. Or is this kind of one of those things you just don't talk about a whole lot? Oh no. I, I mean, everybody knows. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I am not a person to be like, oh, I'm doing this cannabis thing. No, I, I mean, I tell people straight up, like, I'm not sleeping. This is what's happening. Like, so I'm taking cannabis and it's making me feel so much better. But yeah, no, my, it's funny because I actually did some experimenting with edibles. I found this great edibles book in the City Creek Mall um, in the, oh my gosh, it's like note paper shop or something. And I walked in just to look around and, and they had this amazing edibles book, which I should have brought and I completely forgot. Anywho, I was experimenting with some edibles and making my, making yeah. my own at home. And so I wrapped it up and I put it in the fridge and I labeled it happy brownies. And I just told my kids, I'm like, look, you guys, if you eat the, like, don't eat these are my brownies these are mom's brownies <laughs> so I mean they all know and I'm, I'm really upfront with my kids like I tell them like this is why I'm doing it and whatever and so um and so they everybody is fine with it like nobody else in my household would probably do it because it's not there it's not for them but for me it works really really well and that's the thing it's like you have to be comfortable doing it and it, it has to it has to be something that works for you with anything that you try but even if it's not, just don't do it. But yeah, for me, it's worked out really well. And I had a feeling it would work out really well because I do much better with like natural supplements than I do with any type of prescriptions. How did you figure out how to make edibles? I from just, the book from the book yeah I just, bought was it like is it like a recipe book yeah it's literally a recipe book I wish I brought it it's literally a recipe book then you open it up and it teaches you how to make like can of butter can of honey um, can of coconut oil and then you use those things in with you in with the regular recipes to make other things but the one thing I have an issue with is because I've selected I can't eat gluten so anything that requires flour I have to like substitute and then figure out what works but I mean there's always a workaround so it's just it just takes a few more steps for me do back in the day like 20 years ago we'd have to to try to figure out how to make edibles I think the only thing was like the anarchist cookbook now now you can go online yeah you can have i mean the recipe to try i'm sure to somebody out how to make blogs edibles. about cannabis uh, um, yeah I mean, well this is way edible. before internet day oh, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah I mean? the anarchist cookbook but <laughs> yeah very cool very cool there's a lot of people that are making um making their own edibles now we've talked about yeah. it before on this show too and it's a really good way to know what's in your product Yes. Right. If you're concerned at all with what's in the products that you buy, even at the pharmacies where they're tested, you want to you want a pure product. Just buy some flour, make your own edibles. And um, yeah, and it doesn't even have to be pure. Like for me, the first edible, well, the first gelatin cube I took for sleep had corn in it and had corn syrup, but it was a really tiny amount I was taking. And corn syrup is one of the things that really inflames my hand joints. And I was like, well, it's a little bit, it's probably not going to bother me. No, like a week in just from taking it every, like these tiny little cubes are literally like insanely small. And so I could, I had, that's when I switched to the dragon 
dragonfly because it's gelatin based and not corn based or corn syrup based. But like for me, because I have so many food issues, like making making my own edibles is just is it's an easy way for me to know exactly what's in it and I know it's not gonna bother me. But the other thing that I found with edibles, so the the key, the trick to making edible, can I say the trick yeah, to making edibles? Yeah, sure. Okay, is um if you're using flour, you have to put it in the oven for like 250 or 265 for two hours to activate the THC. I didn't know this the first time. Oh, to decarb it. Yeah, yeah to decarb it. it. Yep. yep. And so and so I did that the second time I made the edibles and my husband comes home and he's like, why does our house smell like pot? <laughs> just, I'm like, isn't it smell oh, lovely? And he's like, no. Yeah, <laughs> he's not a cannabis fan. <laughs> oh, is he, is he not? An, it's he always amazing like, to me that there's people out there that the don't like yeah, the, don't like well, this like, smell. How do you not like this? Well, the thing is, for him, he doesn't like he doesn't like the smell. He doesn't he, and he doesn't like the way any psychotropics make his head feel. Oh, okay. And for him, he, it's just like he doesn't even drink. Like everybody thinks he's Mormon because he doesn't drink, and it's like no, he just doesn't drink. <laughs> wow, doesn't drink nothing. He's the only non-Mormon in Utah that doesn't drink. No, it's, you know, <laughs> that's a respect there. You know, respect. Yeah. But, the uh, do you know how much? Is there some sort of calculator that you use to try to figure out how many milligrams of THC is in each brownie or is oh. in each is in each like dose? Yeah. So in the edibles book that I use, they say they make sure to weigh out everything. And so I got a, a scale, just like a regular food scale on Amazon that goes between like grams and ounces. And I use metric because I used to teach science. And so I just put it on the, the grams and then you just measure everything out. And then that way, if you measure it, then it's like, it's pretty, I, obviously everything's going to vary a little bit, but when you measure it, you have that accuracy of knowing like exactly how much product is in based like in your edible. And then you cut it up into like 20 even pieces or whatever. And so you know how many grams is in your total, whatever you make. And then you, however many pieces you, so say there's like a hundred, like Yeah, say there's like 100 milligrams of THC in your whole in your whole batch, batch, right? And you cut it into 20, then you know each one has five. And so, and and even in the book, the edibles book, they talk about having like cannabis parties and just making sure like your friends know which things on your on your food table have cannabis in them (laughs) (laughs) and to keep cbd on hand in case anybody gets a little anxious (laughs) did you ever see that maybe we've talked about this on the podcast that episode of that 70s show when they made pot brownies sold them at a yard sale and then somehow but the parents didn't know and then somehow they got a hold of them and they didn't realize they were eating pot brownies or something go watch that episode of that 70s show one of the best shows ever one of the best. Shows. One of the best episodes. Of well, the, the whole show. Are... The whole show is great. Yeah, you know, I love that '70s show. Yeah, That's there's there's um there's some calculators online that will tell you how how many grams your flour of flour you weigh, what percentage of THC the flour is, and then how many like cups or a quarter cup of oil, and it'll tell you how much is in that oil too. But it can get really dialed in mm-hmm. within reason, right? You're gonna you're gonna be a little bit off. Probably yeah. always, especially well, the first and, few times. And a lot of times it's like, how can you really, how do you know if it's really evenly distributed amongst all the brownies too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I think maybe the squares the over on the left club, side. Right? They yeah. have a little, they're a little higher. Well, and I'm sure that, yeah, same thing happens when you buy, buy anything even, you know, I mean. Right. Yeah. Is it all mixed in all the way? I'm sure they try to get it very, you know, stable across every every dose. But the other thing about cannabis is it, it absorbs a little differently depending on what you eat too. So for you, maybe somebody who watches their diet, it might be a little more consistent, but for somebody like me who, I I mean, I widely different from mac and cheese (laughs) to salad, you know, depending on what what we've got going on, 
it might absorb 30, you might get 30% absorption. You might get 70% absorption yeah. depending on the day. Yeah. And so you, you've got to, I don't know, the more consistent you can be, I guess the better the effects. Yeah. Because I, I notice like when I take the gel at night, it's usually like 90 minutes and I know when it hits me because I all of a sudden start feeling like really tired. Like I'll sit on my couch and be like, oh, I need to go to sleep. Um, but yeah. And and then also it's different. Like if you take the gelatin, but then because you always want to eat like some food when you take the gelatin at night, the gelatin cubes. But um, but sometimes then I will, most of the time I, I do intermittent fasting. So I will, won't eat between like eight and eight. But then every once in a while I'll get really hungry and I'll eat something after I eat the gelatinous cubes. And I know that definitely affects like depending on what I eat. So I make sure I'm not eating like something that's high in fat or protein because anything that's high in fat is going to slow the absorption down of anything that you have. So if you want something in your system longer, you want to take like anything with high fat in it, just like alcohol, right? Like the best thing to eat before you drink alcohol is avocado. Uh, what am I trying to think of when you mash avocado up? <laughs> Guacamole. Oh, guacamole. Thank you. Guacamole. Yeah. Yeah. Best food on the planet. Yeah. 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 If you eat like three or four tablespoons of guacamole before you drink, you're, I mean, you can still, obviously you don't want to drink and drive, but you, <laughs> but it gets, it, it slows the absorption down of alcohol in your system because all of that fat, it just takes longer for your system to absorb it because it, you have to digest that fat first. Yeah. Good to know. That. That's yeah. actually really good to know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Drink lots of water too. I always told my daughters like, oh my gosh, when my daughters went to college and I knew, is it so funny? Cause like, I'm like, I'm, I'm one of those moms. It's like, okay, I know realistically, like they're going to go to parties when they go to college. So I told my older daughter when she first started to go to college, I'm like, look, Annabelle, here's the deal. I'm like, I know you're going to drink when you go to parties. Like, I know you're going to go to parties. Like mom's not stupid. Like, you know, it's just a fact of life. When you drink, drink one glass of alcohol, like make sure you always hold it in your hand. You don't ever give it to anybody else. Like drink a glass of water. Right. And then like, like just milk it. And I'm like, never, ever, ever like let anybody give you too much. So anyhow, yeah, it's just like, there's all these little like scientific things that you can do to like keep yourself on the Running, running smoothly. <laughs> I find that that's with cannabis too. You got to keep some ice water on hand. Oh, because ice when water. You get, yeah. Like ice water. Get that cotton For some reason, going. the, I find that, you know, when, when the, when that hunger sensation comes on to me, it's really thirst. I just don't recognize it as thirst. Oh. Um, so when I drink, I realize, oh, wow, I was just thirsty. It keeps me from, so yeah, thirsty. I do the same thing. It keeps me from putting a bunch of food in my mouth. Yeah, that made, that, me too. <laughs> that makes sense because I've been really thirsty lately and I couldn't figure out why. And that's probably it. Like I'll yeah. just start, de- like I normally drink a lot of water. I keep water at my desk. So as I write, I'm drinking water. But like, yeah, I've been all of it. Like one morning I woke up, I'm like, man, I'm really thirsty. Ah, I just so like down two glasses of water. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Water is good for you. <laughs> well, how can, uh, how can listeners get a hold of you? What's, let's talk about your podcast. I know, yeah. I know they're not cannabis related, but let's plug them just cause I mean, you know, they're great podcasts. Yeah, so are. what, yeah. what are your podcasts you do? Yeah. So I had two podcasts out right now. One, um, that just had his three year anniversary, February 28th. I'm yeah, super can, excited. Happy it's, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. It's been, oh my gosh, there's always times when you're podcasting, you're like, do I really still want to do this? Yeah, no, I know this. that one. <laughs> right. Um, so my one podcast is Travel Gluten Free and I talk about, since obviously I'm celiac, um, I talk about how you can travel and be gluten-free and not get sick because if you if you aren't aware, if you don't have celiac disease, um, if you do get gluten, you can be sick from five to seven days, which will potentially wipe out your whole vacation. And I, I always love to travel and 
when I became gluten-free six years ago, I figured out it was really, really hard to travel and be safe like, and not get sick on your vacation. And nobody had a resource out there that says, like, here's how you do it. It was more like, hey, here's like, you know, 10 restaurants in Salt Lake that are great to eat at. But it's like, okay, but if I'm not in Salt Lake, how do I find a restaurant or how do I cruise or how do I do a road trip and be gluten-free? And so I created Travel Gluten-Free Podcast to help people learn the how. It's kind of like give, teach people how to fish, right? So learning how to be gluten-free and learning how to do it safely when you're traveling. And then my other podcast I have is called COVID Travel Update. And if you haven't figured that out, like I love to travel. Um, and so I'm talking about like all the latest things that are opening be, like with COVID and I'm going to end that podcast actually this summer. Yay. I'm super excited about that. And I'm turning it into the business of travel, tourism and travel, where I'm going to talk about digital marketing for people that are in the travel and tourism industry. So if you are someone that's in the travel and tourism industry and you're a professional and you want to learn about like DIY digital marketing and how to get some great content going on your platform, definitely subscribe to COVID Travel Update because it's just going to flip the summer into the the business of travel and tourism. Very cool. Very cool. And is it kind of exciting to have a project that's going to kind of end, right? <laughs> You're you know, like, like have there's a an end to this. Well, you have a finish, right? Yeah. We, we go into business and we go into projects and we, we really don't have a, we don't have an exit strategy. <laughs> we have an entry strategy, but we don't. And so, you know, congratulations on figuring out how to make something like stop and turn into something new. Thanks. Yeah. And I knew obviously with COVID, because I knew it wasn't going to be around forever, that I would have to change it into something, but I figured out what I was going to change it into like a couple months ago. So yeah, I'm really excited about flipping it. It's, and, and I have other projects going on up in the air. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm I, yeah. So tune into either one of those podcasts. And if you, anybody wants to get a hold of me, they can get a hold of me through travelglutenfreepodcast.com or travelglutenfreepodcast on Instagram. And then if you want to find any of my stuff on the social media channels, you just have to search the hashtag travel gf me so it's travel like gf the two letters me and you can find all of my social media platforms under that hashtag very cool that's very very cool, cool. well thank you for coming to doing the podcast i am so I, excited I'm, that i'm here doing yeah, it with you again chris no, this is awesome yeah 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 gosh we had you on i am salt lake uh i think it was like 188 yeah it was many episodes it was ago. many many episodes ago so i'm glad to record another podcast you'll have to go back and listen if you want to listen to a liquidy's whole story go listen to it on i am salt lake but uh Anyway, any other questions you want to ask her, Tim? No, this has been a good conversation. I, I, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. So anything else you want to add? I, I, Tim, I just want to say thank you for having your clinic because it's made my life a lot better. Oh, you're, <laughs> you're welcome. I'm very happy that people are finding, like they're finding their way to like choosing something different with their own health. And if cannabis is that tool for you, that's amazing. And yeah, we really want to just help people find that find that next step. And utahmarijuana.org slash podcast is where you can find all the episodes of the podcast and go to utahmarijuana.org for there's tons of great articles on uh, yeah, medical, there's, medical there's marijuana articles. We're gonna We are going to do, um, we're working on a blog article and some information on microdosing um, because it's, it's such an important topic, especially in the medical world where people don't really want to get high all the time. So we're constantly publishing more stuff, more education in that way, utahmarijuana.org. And then listen to Chris's other podcast, I Am Salt Lake. Yeah, I am Salt Lake.com. Go check it out. Go give it a listen. All right, everybody stay safe out there.